This is the Mountain Vision Podcast, where we share our obsession with hunting in the outdoors and talk waterfowl and big game hunting. Whether we're waterfowl hunting in the Sacramento Valley with the Sutter Buttes as our backdrop, or deer hunting in the Sierras, one thing is for certain, our vision of the mountains is a hard one to shake. Listen along as I interview outdoorsmen that have inspired me, and you might find inspiration from them as well. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mountain Vision Podcast. This is episode number eight. On this episode, I sat down and had a good conversation with uh, Travis Will. Um, Travis is a guy that I've followed on Instagram now for a couple years, and um, he's just kind of inspiring in, in, in the fact that he just seems like he kind of gives everything in life. He, he gives it his all, whether it's work or shooting his bow or um, putting time in the field or whatever it is. Um, he seems like he just... Um, kind of gives it gives it 100% all the time. So anyways, yeah, you can find him on Instagram at Travis underscore Will underscore Hunt. Um, and then while I'm thinking about it, give give the podcast a rating um, if you if you can and uh, hit the subscribe button. I know sometimes people just listen to the listen to episodes, but they don't actually subscribe. So um, if you do that, it'll pop up on your feed. Um, every week or as often as we put out new episodes. So yeah, um, that would help. And, um, yeah, stay tuned. It's a good conversation. Thanks. Hello. Hey, what's up, Travis? How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing, man? Good. Good, good. Yeah. You can hear me fine and everything? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. How about you? Yeah, I, I can hear you fine. Right on. Do you hear a? Do you hear like an AC unit or anything in the background? Um, no, I don't. I was actually going to ask you the same thing because I'm out in the garage. Oh, okay. It's the easiest place. <laughs> it's the easiest place to go for me too. So, yeah. but if my AC is on the back side of the wall. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm actually out in my in my trailer right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Just, yeah, my mother-in-law and kids and stuff are all running around the house. I'm like, I'm just going to go out to the trailer and turn the AC unit on. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I you said in another podcast, isn't your dad isn't he moving or you guys are building a house or something so they're living with you guys for a little while or Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my dad's moving in and so he's kind of in the process of moving in, so Yeah. It's been a little hectic around here. Yeah, I bet. Hell yeah. <laughs> so what do you, what have you been up to, man? Obviously you've been doing uh, some scouting, huh? Yeah, we just got back this weekend. I've been trying to go. It's just kind of hard. With, I mean, the weekend before I took Saturday off, but I mean, I work six days a week, so sometimes it's a little tough to find time. But yeah, we make it work. We shot up around noon on Saturday. I worked a little bit in the morning, and then uh, we shot up um, to this new place that I found on Onyx that we wanted to check out. I in there with uh, me, and my girlfriend, and uh, my buddy, and his girlfriend. Right on. And just, we were back there by like 5 o'clock, I think, in the evening. Got some glassing in then and just, um, you know, set up camp back there and then spent the morning glassing and came out, dropped some cameras while we were back there. Okay. It, it, was, a good, it was a good trip. Yeah. You... I ne- I'd, never been, I'd never been in that, that country. I mean, the majority of everything I hunt is all D5 area, give or take, a little bit, you know? Yep. Um, so... Yeah, it was just a little bit higher than what I've been up to. Yeah, yeah. 
So you're. Uh, what about you? Uh, you, you? You didn't go out this last weekend, though. No? no, not this last weekend. Uh, yeah, my dad was in the middle of moving, so I already kind of told him I'd help him, and then, um, I mean, it's still kind of ongoing, but <laughs> but that's what yeah. I was, that's what I was doing last weekend, and then and then the fourth, so we had some plans with friends and stuff, so I just stayed down yeah. here. Yeah, and then, dude, next weekend I'm going to be in Tahoe, too, with family that I already had planned for months. <laughs> oh, really? I'm like, damn I'll it. I'll be in Tahoe. Yeah, I'll be in Tahoe, not this weekend, but the following. They're doing a, a archery shoot. And since I bailed on um, total archery in Utah this year, I think we're going to shoot up to that next Saturday Is and uh, shoot that one just to get one in before season opens. That's that one at Homewood, right? Um, I believe so. Okay. Was it called like whiskey, yeah. whiskey something? Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah. My dad took, my dad booked it and everything, and I, I mean I've gotten the emails. I had to sign the petition and stuff, you know, for the waiver. But I, I to be honest, I don't even know what our shoot times or anything like that. I just know I'm taking Saturday off work and gonna meet them up there. Yeah. But, but yeah, it should be. I mean, it's gonna be obviously nothing like tack. I wouldn't think, but. Um, it's gonna be fun. I mean, it's still archery shoot. It looks really nice. The country up there. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it's at Homewood, but yeah. I mean, the mountains. Yeah, probably small compared to what they do at Tack. But I feel like they need yeah. to. They need to do more of those types of events around here. I think It'd be fun. That's what I was. I've been telling everyone is it'd be awesome if they did a total archery. I would think it would like bring in a lot of money. If you could do it in Tahoe, you you get guys from Idaho, Utah, Nevada that would make the drive out to Tahoe. You know, there's gambling, there's casinos, there's yeah. like stuff to do after you shoot. You know. Yeah, I mean Tahoe. Yeah, yeah it's pretty well known as far as being beautiful and scenic, and yeah. you know. So whether there's, you know, good hunting compared to where in you know Colorado or wherever, is yeah. is another thing. But for an archery event, you know. I don't see why people wouldn't come out for that. Yeah, I just don't know if, like, something with the logistics as far as liability and everything, too, maybe it'd been, I don't know, maybe I could be wrong, but maybe Utah and these other states are a little bit more lenient compared to California. Yeah, that could be. Or what California would charge for them to hold us in there might be more than what it's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Austin... Um, I think his Instagram handle is like Cali Bow Hunter, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he was mentioning trying to get some more archery events going on around here, something like that. I don't. I think he's down more towards the Bay or South Bay or something. But okay. Um, I don't know. It'd be cool just to get. I don't know what it would take, but get a bunch of people yeah. on the same page to get something going it would be kind of cool. Yeah, where where are you like kind of location wise? Where are you? Because I'm from like Linden, which is just like 20 miles uh, east of Stockton. So like in between Modesto and uh, Lodi area. I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah. kind of roundabout. It's just like a farming town out there. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm like essentially based. So we have like this year with everything going on, obviously not. But on Wednesday nights, we up in uh, the Calaveras County. Like up by like Lake Comanche. I don't know if you ever heard that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they have a place that's called Lodi Bonin. You get to shoot every Wednesday night. They have club shoots. Okay. And it's three three D, and it's like kind of the same thing on a smaller scale. You just like hike around. It's 
and they have different angle shoots, you know, for 3D targets and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm up here in, in Lincoln, like, I don't know, like, you know where Roseville is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, just 10 minutes north of there, yeah. but there's a there's a range in, uh, there's like a course or whatever in Roseville, and then um, there's one in El Dorado Hills that we go to, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. It'd be cool, I don't know, it'd be fun to get them up, like, up in the higher mountain ranges, though. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. So you, you archery shoots are fun. You, you've never been to attack event or anything like that before? Or? No, I've actually only been shooting a bow for a year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, Got to start sometime. Yeah, dude. I'm just it's, late in the game, but it's awesome, dude. I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, it opens up way more, way more opportunities. You can lengthen your season quite a bit more. Yeah, and like for me, it's kind of like my only option. I might get the last weekend of uh, rifle season if I'm lucky, but it's like I could shoot up Saturday after work because uh, I'm in walnut season from anywhere from September 12th to 15th or 18th, depending on you know when our crops coming in. Yeah, we'll start and I, I don't finish till normally. I don't try to make plans till the first of November, so it's like I might get lucky with that last weekend, you know, but I can't rifle hunt which kind of which sucks because i i mean i guess it's easy to say that but <laughs> i feel like with rifle i can at least get a deer every year you know but yeah it's a little different with a it's a little different with a bow but i mean i i honestly like bow hunting more than rifle hunting but i i don't have anything against taking something with the rifle i by no means am i strictly archery okay yeah i was kind of curious i i mean i see you guys uh, predator hunting and stuff a lot with rifles, but I didn't see. Uh, yeah, looks like no, I, I love. I'm into rifles. I've built a couple guns and stuff, but as far as hunting, I just haven't been able to. Yeah. I mean, I really should look probably more into maybe some Colorado or I think Idaho has a late season. I know Montana does, where I could go for rifle like after I get done with walnuts. But I don't know. Once you shoot something with a uh, with a bow, it's just kind of get that itch you know and you yeah. want to do it again and again it's, it's definitely different I'm not taking anything away from shooting something with a rifle oh yeah for sure but, a little bit more rewarding probably yeah get in a little closer yeah. <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's crazy how close you can get to animals you'd be surprised too that i shot a buck two two years ago and i got into like six yards on it really yeah i kept looking back i kept glass i looked like i had my dad there we're in sagebrush country like high country and uh, I kept glassing back. My dad would give me hand signals, guiding me in. He was probably 12, 1,500 yards up the hill. And uh, he kept guiding me in, and he kept saying, like, you got to be right on top of him. The next thing I know, I see there actually ended up being two bucks. We only thought there was one. They were, like, they were twins. They were almost identical with the racks and everything. Huh. And I hit him with the range finder on the back of his head, and I, cause I just caught his antlers moving through the brush. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm six yards. Like, shoot, I haven't even shot my bow at this close to range. Like, what do I do? <laughs> you know? But yeah. it's crazy. It, as long as you play the wind and, and keep quiet. I mean, I was moving, like, basically crawling on my hands and knees. But uh, you can get in close. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Right on. Do you use those, um, shit, what are they called? Uh, the like the stock Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, 
Um, I I use like a I got a pair off of just out of curiosity because I hate like kicking off my boots because sometimes you'll lose them. I mean, I used to do that all the time, but then I, I came across these online that were they slip over your boots, but they're like really foam padding. I've had to replace them like twice. You know, they last me a couple of seasons, but then they get like rips stuck in them. Yeah, can't re- can't remember the name of them, but they basically are just like a foam pad with grippers that slide over your boots, and then it's like drawstring elastic on top that you cinch them down to your boots and they're super quiet so you get to keep your boots on and not like set your boots down get get in the heat of the moment and then next thing you know <laughs> blow the stock or something or shoot it and then you're looking for your boots you know because i've done that before i did that in arizona really <laughs> uh, yeah two years ago i think that's probably the worst place to lose your boots with all the cactus and shit <laughs> yeah were you in the well, day after that trip i i went on a stock and just my socks and I stepped on some cactus and after that I was like I gotta find another alternative here yeah for you sure. know you're you're looking especially that kind of country and you're looking at deer you're making once you get into that you know 100 yard range and you don't have much cover you're trying to focus on keeping objects in between you and constantly sitting down looking at your feet kind of causes issues you know what I mean yeah for sure hell yeah uh, so you've been uh you pretty much been hunting your whole life, or? Yeah, since I was young. I started shooting a bow, I think, when I was in my junior year of high school, sophomore year. Right around the middle of high school, I started shooting a bow, but I've been hunting and going with my dad since I was young. Okay. Um, I, I think I shot my first, I got, in California, I, you know, I haven't even looked it up. I don't know if they still offer it, but they used to have a junior um, doe tag. So the first ever deer I shot was, I was probably 14, maybe, and I got a doe. And that was a D5. You could hunt certain zones. You could hunt, like, the north side at, like, 88. You could hunt that all the way up to, I believe, right above Bear River. Okay. Uh, So that was the first thing I ever took. And then after that, I shot a couple pigs, and then it kind of just went from there. I think, like, during high school, towards the end of high school, and then, beginning of college i didn't hunt as much you know sports running around doing college stuff and i kind of put that hunting on the back burner but yeah kind of just kind of falling back in love with it in the last like three or four years i'd say okay so i took probably a little six to eight year where i would i would at least make a couple trips a year but it wasn't not kind of hunting i'm doing now i was just going up drive logging roads like basically camping with a rifle, you know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah. That was before, before I really got into farming walnuts and stuff, so. Uh, okay. I had a little bit more time then, which I should have utilized. Now I have less time. I'm I know. trying to make it work, you know. See, that's what I think of. I'm like, man, I wish I was, like, into this earlier in life when I had, like you said, like, all, <laughs> all the time in the world. Now I'm, like, yeah. three kids, married, full-time job, you know. Homeowner, yeah. yard work, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's what I, I had a whole college thing, and then I started working, and that was, like, my main priority. So, work, I mean, it still is. I'm, I mean, I, I just was always raised that way, like, work first, so. Yep, got to pay the bills. For, yeah, for the first few years, from, like, 19 to about, like, 23, that's all, like, all I did. It was at least 80 hours a week working. And then I bought my house at 23, I think, or 24. Okay. Well, at first, I, 
I bought my pickup and I bought the house and then and then it just was like a snowball effect, you know. And you're just you got adult stuff to take care of and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the last couple of years, I've taken a little more time for myself and not been so adamant about like, oh, I need to work, I need to work. I mean, I I work. I get get done what I got to get done as far as farming. But before, I would always I get done working and go look for you know side stuff to do and stuff. Where now I'm just trying to enjoy a little bit more yeah yep hell yeah i know when you're younger and you're trying to yeah trying to afford stuff you do side jobs and yeah like the more money you make the more comfortable you get it's like all right i I don't really need to do that side work anymore i'll just uh (laughs) enjoy my life yeah 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 exactly yeah i can only imagine yeah you have you you got a family and everything i'm not quite at that step but um i can only imagine I mean, that's in the near future, so yeah, it's gonna bring a whole other, a whole other aspect to it as far as finding time, but I'll make it work. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah! So you, uh, yeah, you've been, you've been going out hunting. Your your girlfriend looks like she's she's been kind of going out and enjoying it with you too, huh? Has she always been into that yeah, stuff? Or she's always been. Um, she's actually with me right now but she's always been into uh, to like camping and hiking and that kind of stuff she grew up towards Humboldt right Humboldt County oh, yeah, okay. she grew up up there towards Humboldt County so she's always been like outdoorsy but I yeah I got kind of left here I mean I, I'm not I told her I was like I don't want you to do anything because I don't want to force you into anything I think we were talking about that about you've got your uh, wife a girl and stuff Oh yeah. I yeah. told her, I was like, when you when you want to do something, just ask me. But I don't want it to ever be like you have to do it because you're dating me, you know, or we're together. And yeah. Like, you know, so she yeah, no, but she could do it like like really well. And even like coyote hunting the other night, that was her first coyote. I had taken her coyote hunting for like three or four other times. She saw me my buddy's all she coyote. And then one day we were driving around, she's like, I wanna shoot a coyote and I was like, You do? Okay. I mean, I, I take you, but just like I think I told you, like as far as deer hunting and everything else, like she's got to come at me. I'm not going to force her to do anything. Yeah, she loves, like well, you know when I cook my deer and stuff like that, she loves all that, like as far as eating stuff. But if you're going to hunt, you have to want to do it for yourself. You can't you can't be forced into it. And eventually, like one day, that's how I'm going to do it. My kids, I hope that they want to hunt stuff because it's something I love to do. But if it if they're not interested in it, I mean you try to guide them and everything. I would hope, but you can't you can't force someone to do that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think hunting is one of those things. Like, it's it's not for everybody, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But which is fine. I mean, I get it, but I think people that, that that's what just kind of resonates the wrong way with people that don't understand hunting. It's like I understand if you don't want to do it, but. I see you holding the cheeseburger and you're yelling at me because I'm an asshole because I shot a deer. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. What are we, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, like, out of anything I've done in life as far as, like, other hobbies and stuff, like, not that hunting is necessarily a hobby, really, but it's, you know. Yeah. To, to me, I it's, mean, like, the most, like, rewarding and interesting, like, I don't know, rewarding and adrenaline uh, pumping thing I've ever done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I 
think that's why I like love it so much because it's super challenging. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first person to admit I'm super competitive. And I also, if I do something, I don't like, I don't like doing it unless I give it my all. So if I fail, at least I can say, hey, I did everything I could to, you know, to be successful. So yeah, like, like now, you know, I'm in there on time, but it takes me running on Saturdays after work. I'd rather do that than just sit at home and then go up there with my bow, take a couple of days off work, not see anything. They go, oh, there's just nothing in the area. Yeah. Well, no, you didn't put in what time you could have, you know, so that's why I try to put in as much time as I can. But yeah, yeah I exactly. think it's definitely rewarding in that aspect. And you go out there, like this last year, me and my dad, when we were in Arizona, we packed in and we were out for like four or five days and it was freaking miserable. It was like, it's like terrible bowhunting conditions, like 60 mile an hour wind. We're seeing bucks, but you can't even really get a stock on them because you have to shoot at like 20 yards to hope to hit them because it's that windy. Like our tents are almost getting blown off the mountain every night. You're struggling every night. Yeah. But then you go through that four or five days and you come home and you're at work and you got stuff that would normally either piss you off or frustrate you. You're kind of just like, yeah, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, I'll, I'll take care of it. I've been through all this other stuff, all the other tribulations, you know, and then you come back and you just appreciate stuff at home a little bit more. Yeah. And, and then when you're away from people, you come back and you see them when you're gone for a while. You just, I, I feel like I appreciate the little things when I get back that I would probably overlook the six months a year that I'm not out hunting, you know? Yeah, no, it's true, dude. I, I think about that all the time because, like, like, I'll... My my wife doesn't really go hunting with me, but I mean she likes going on hikes and shooting her bow and stuff like that. And but like every time I go overnight, like without my kids or my wife, it's like she's like, oh, you're just going over out there to get away. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like when I go out there, I mean, yeah, I am. But like when I'm out there, like I start to like miss my family and miss my kids and miss my wife and just appreciate all of them so much more. When I get back, it's like, you know, it's like a kind of a refresh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it gives you time to think about stuff. I mean, I do my best thinking when I'm up there. I feel like everyone needs that kind of, a little bit of that time. A lot of people nowadays don't get it, and I think that's where a lot of our issues probably stem from. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. That's my time to go think and work through my own stuff that's going on in my head. Normally when I come back, I'm in a way better mood. I'm motivated to do, do stuff. Not that I'm ever not motivated. I keep myself pretty busy, but... yeah. Yeah, it's kind of actually one of the reasons I wanted to call you. It's like I see you seem like one of the like more motivated and like positive, like you know, positive outlook on life kind of kind of guys that I see on Instagram. And I just like seem like a cool dude to to give a call and record an episode with. (laughs) Well, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I try to be. I mean, I probably wasn't always this person, but. I feel like people, when you grow up, you change and stuff like that. But, yeah, I just kind of look at it as I'm my biggest critic. So, yeah. And you also can't, you can't, there's no reason to shit on other people just to make yourself shine. So, you might as well just do the best that you can for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no reason to drag other people down. And if you are always negative, you're just going to attract negative people around you. So, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. You just do the best you can do for yourself. You'll be, you'll be all right. Yeah. People just 
want to blame other people for why they're not doing it right. And I mean, I understand everyone has their own situations and stuff that's into it, but I mean, you kind of, at the end of the day, got to sit down and be like, am I doing the best that I can do for myself? And if you can't 100% say that, then it sounds a little rough. You can't, you can't bitch then. You yeah. Know, you got to figure out your own shit first, and then, um, yep yeah there's so much to that too like i can't remember who was some podcast i was listening to recently it was like somebody talking about like i think it might have been joe rogan or the aaron snyder one or something when they were like like they i can't remember who it was but they basically make a list like the day be like the day before you know the day before they make a list of what they're going to do the next day and they like they just do it instead of like you know, it's like yeah. if, you, if you don't have like a plan for your day, like the day will go by and you'll just be so unproductive and just not like yeah. contributing to society. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just not helping yeah, yourself. No, I, I totally get it. I'm that way. Almost sometimes too extreme. Like my girlfriend has to tell me sometimes like just calm down. Like you, you got enough done today. Like you need to just take a little bit of time. And she's right. But there's a lot of times I'm just like. I think I'm going to get 20 things done in a day and I end up getting 15 of them done, but I'm sitting there like, damn it, damn it, I didn't get this done, I didn't get that done. Yeah. And it just takes her to be like, hey, like you did, you made them, you shot for this and you landed here and you still did good, so just accept that and you'll get get it done tomorrow or the next day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. You gotta, that, when you say you're going to do something, just do it. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? I catch myself all the time. I'll purposely say stuff that, excuse me, either me or, or my friends, I'll tell them, um, you know, like, hey, I'm going to do this or go scouting this weekend. But once I tell them, I know I can't back out because I told that person I'll either meet them up there to scout or I'm going to go do this. So I just hate, you know, letting people down or telling someone I'm going to do something and not following through. So sometimes yeah. you just do that. Just keep yourself in check. Yep, that's that's exactly how I was raised. I'm I'm not perfect, but that's how I try to. That's how I try to be. Oh yeah, me either. <laughs> I'm I'm flawed in many ways. Yeah, I'll be the first person to tell you that, and I'm stubborn because I'll get out. But I yeah, think yeah. most of the time it works in my favor. Hell yeah. So uh, you uh, so what, what's that? What, oh, what, what's that? Go ahead. Oh, I was just uh, so do you do. You, like, is that your property that you, uh, like, farm the walnuts or whatever? Is that, how does that all no, work? No, so I, I work for two brothers. They're, like, I mean, they're, like, basically family to me, but two brothers own the company. And then um, I manage, like, their pruning. I've, I've done everything. I manage their spraying, pruning, and everything. But I'm kind of, like, their right-hand, I guess you would say, like, lead foreman. Okay. There's not really, it's weird because we don't have, like, job titles. So I'm just, like, their right-hand man, so. I, I mechanic and then I do all of our <laughs> orchard pruning and um, yeah, and just manage like our guys out in the field. We probably have at all times we. I mean, we at least always have a hundred employees on payroll, but then it just seasonal. It fluctuates, you know. Yeah. For like cherry season, we get it fluctuates in and out. But um, yeah, it, it's just hard. I, it's hard to explain because there's really not like I don't have like a job title. It's just like farm, but. Yeah. I have those two. I have those two, and um, then they have a son, Raymond, who's like a couple years um, younger than me. So me and him are kind of just like their right hand guys, make sure everything 
keeps rolling on the ranch. And then we, you know, we got a couple other guys that are foremen that help with, you know, mower guys and spray guys and stuff like that because we're a pretty big outfit for for the area. Yeah, and I so, following your Instagram stories, I'm like, man, is this dude a mechanic or is he? A- <laughs> yeah, I do pretty much. So as a everything. farmer, you pretty much do. Yeah, you do everything. I yeah. mean, I haul stuff, I mechanic stuff. There's some days I'm just driving from ranch to ranch in the pickup checking on guys. I've seen you. Which be- is nice. That's like, hey, I like that every day is different, you know. And then there's some days that like I got a guy that won't show up or something or during walnuts that I'll run a piece of equipment for a few hours, you know, until I can get another guy there so I can go take care of the rest of my stuff. Or, or if we're pulling behind or something like that. I'll jump in, me and my boss's son, I'll jump in a harvester in a cart or something and pick walnuts for a couple hours to get the guys food to the next field, you know? So it's kind of just, you're you're like the boss, but you're never, you're never too good to, it's, it's yeah, work. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no job title. You just do what you got to get done that day. Yep. Whatever it takes to get the job done. Yep. And that might mean that? being a security guard and kicking bums off the driveway or whatever, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, dude, you would, it would blow your mind. So Our funny. insurance company hates us. We've gotten, I couldn't even tell you, we've gotten so much stuff stolen, it would, it would blow your mind. I think one year, one year they threatened to drop us just because we were getting so much stuff stolen. It's gotten so bad in the last couple of years that it just frustra- it's frustrating. It's hard enough to run a business in California and, and farming. Farming's good. There's money in it. It's hard work. I mean, if you factor in your hours and everything and stuff like that, it might not always pay off, but it's, it's satisfying. At the end of the day, you can see what you got done. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And like I said, it's every day is something new, so that's, that's what I like about it. And I, I just like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, Farming or like stuff like that, like you're you, you're gonna do as good as, as good as you as much as you're willing to put in the work. Yeah, you'll pro, you'll profit from it. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, like the profits, like a direct correlation to how much effort you put into it. Yeah, and there's multiple opportunities and different avenues you can go down and stuff. You know, in farming, as far as owning your own business on certain things or being partners in ranches and stuff like that. So. Yeah, there's just that. That's what's good about it. However, however, how much, how hard you want to work is how successful you'll be. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's, and like I said, it's not, it's not easy. I mean, not everyone would want to do it, but I, I, that's the only thing I've done. I actually went to college and uh, for firefighting, and I ended up farming to pay for college, and then I kind of just went into farming, and I, I never finished schooling, so it's what I've ever what i've done since i was like a junior in high school yeah hell yeah we all need farmers what about you yeah <laughs> yeah um what about you what do you do for work you're i'm an electrician yeah yeah an electrical project manager now okay but yeah yeah my whole career has been an electrician pretty much in the field doing like commercial and you know commercial electrical work and stuff and i worked in the bay area for like like just driving back and forth and staying in hotels oh, and for like ten years straight. <laughs> so finally, yeah, I, I yeah, finally I like I started my own business. Uh, I don't know, like in 2012 or 14 or something. 
And did that uh, did that for a couple of years, and then um, I just had a hard time. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I just had too much control over my schedule, and I just would find myself doing stuff I'd like to do instead of working. So then I just, I don't know. So for some people, like for me, it's just easier to work for somebody else because it just, I, I like a schedule, and I like, you know, it's the amount of work I put in still affects, like, like you said, like whatever whatever you put into it is what you get out of it. So mm-hmm. that's still the case, and you know, I can I can still I don't know. Anyways, eventually I yeah. mo- moved into the office, and I'm a project manager now, and I love it. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, as long as you're happy doing what you're doing, I mean, I I totally get that because that's like where it's weird. Like I told you, I don't have a job title. That's what's weird about my job is is I mean, I have. A boss. I'm not trying to say I don't, but I'm kind of like my own boss. Like I have my guys. It may be 30 guys that month, or it may be 15, depending on what I'm trying to get done. But I have my guys that I'm in charge of, and my boss will call me and just ask like where we're at, like with pruning and stuff like that. So it's like I have bosses, but they treat me as like an equal, and I respect the shit out of them. So yeah. like I am, if I have a question, I'll call them and ask them. But it's just weird about farming is like the position that I'm in, it's kind of like I'm my own boss, but then at the same time, obviously I'm not signing my own check. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I still have some accountability to report back to you, but at the end of the day, there, 90% of the decisions I make, I make them on my own for my guys and what I know we need to get done. Yep. And then my boss will call and be like, hey, where are you out with this? Or, oh, what you do over there? And I t- tell him. Or if there's something specific he wants, like he'll come out to the field and show me some a different way that he wants to prune a block or something, you know. Yeah. But for the majority of it, he called me like, oh, what do you think, you know, that's your your expertise kind of in a way, like, what do you think we should do? And I tell him, and then I ask him, what do you think we should do? Well, I was thinking what you were thinking, and then I take care of it, you know. Yep. So I get, like, the best of both worlds, but. Yeah, that's kind of how I, mine I, is. I get what you're saying, though. I can see how um, owning your own business, because I've thought about that, too like going out on my own you know but yeah it's just a lot of responsibility and it's yeah and what if but yeah and it could be it could be good i mean obviously but it's like for me it was just it was stressful there you know like there'd be some months where i'd be making like twice as much as i usually do and then there'd be some months where i wouldn't make hardly anything and then you get customers that don't want to pay you and like yeah it, it gets it can get it just can get stressful and like you know, when you, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When you work for somebody it. else, you could just leave it at leave it at work and just forget about it over the weekend and not not to not to put down it. You know, start your own business. Obviously, that's that's awesome yeah. if, if you can do it. Like for me, and it depends on who you're working for too. Like you said, your boss gives you the respect and the, and respects your opinion, and you kind of do your own thing. And and that's how that's how our business or that's how our company works. To where like. You know, they run the company like as if the bosses work for the employees and not the other way yeah. around. So it's like, you know, everybody feels like, you know, everybody's, I don't know, everybody's happy to be there. <laughs> so it's like yeah. super stress-free. Yep. Yeah. No, I totally get it. That's like my boss too. I mean, I work a lot, but my boss definitely works as much as me. I mean, there's times I'm probably doing more manual labor and stuff, but there's yeah. a lot that goes into doing what he's doing too. You know, oh, as yeah. far as strategics and phone calls and business meeting side of it and stuff, there's, I mean, 
Oh, yeah. Everyone thinks farmers are just dumb. There's a lot of, like, business side to it that people just don't understand. Oh, for sure. I bet. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just said, I, I bet there is, yeah. Yeah. But, so what do you have planned as far as hunting this year? What are you looking at? Uh, for me, just I'm just I just got an AO tag and uh, just a D three through five general season tag and a bear tag and pig tag and that's pretty much it, dude. I I haven't I haven't dove into the out of state stuff yet. I uh, uh-huh. we're we're I don't know. I real I was really wanting to put in for a bunch of different states this season, but we're in the process of paying off a bunch of credit cards and stuff so and we're doing really well so i'm like (laughs) i just want to focus on that this year and then next year hopefully all that stuff will be paid off and we'll be moving forward and i'll be able to start putting in for points and try to do some over-the-counter or out-of-state stuff and you should try uh which i'd be more than happy to set you up with you know some spots or i mean you're you're even willing or if you're willing to you can link up with me and we could try to plan something if our schedules worked out. But Arizona, that's what I love about Arizona, especially like you were saying, financial-wise, I mean, it makes sense. I, I think if I do it right and I plan, like, with diesel, everything, I think I could go for probably 800 bucks. Really? You know, tag, tag, license, and if I got two, three guys to put diesel in the pickup and we're packing in, so we're bringing, you know, our own food, throw a little bit in the ice chest when we get back, but... I mean, it's a reasonable hunt, and you'll you'll see deer, you'll get stocks, and it's fun. I love that hunt every year, and it's like, really? yeah, it's that time of year too that you're just getting the itch to get back out. You know, for me, I might get lucky and get a, a bear hunt after um, walnut season, but then you're kind of dead till February. It gets good for pigs, um, at least where I, I hunt. So yeah. it's that December January period where you can't go hunt deer in any other state at that time, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess, I think California might have a late hunt, but it's a super, you got to have a bunch of points to draw. I think late November, they have a tag, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I've always wanted to do the Arizona thing, too. Are you, Do you guys uh, go for coos deer, or, or is it like an either, either mule deer? It's an either. The okay. one spot that we've been hitting the last couple, this year I think I'm going to, branched out a little bit i branched out a little bit more last year i was i packed in for four or five days came out and then hunted from the truck for the last two days because it was so windy in the spot we were at i was like i felt like i was frustrated with myself i should have probably pulled out earlier i just kept thinking it was going to break as far as the wind yeah and then we then we moved to a different area and then that's when we like it clicked and if i would have had three or four more days in that area, then I could have made something happen. Yeah. This year I might might do a little bit more e-scouting and stuff and maybe branch out, but that spot we have is, it's good. It's not easy stalking just because it's super mountainous, but there's not the cover that you would necessarily need for bow hunting. And I, if you don't hit it at the right time, or even if you do hit it at the right time, like you hit the rut, in that kind of terrain, sometimes it's almost more difficult because bucks will have... 10 does with them. The buck's bedding in the middle of those 10 does, and the yeah. farthest go out 90 yards. you got to, like, get in close enough, hunker down, and hope that wind doesn't change, and you got to basically wait for them to get up and start milling around because there's no way you're going to stalk in and shoot them in his bed when you would have to get past, you know, 
two, three sets of does. It just yeah, they're so they're so turned on. It's not it's not going to ha- happen, you know, like that. Yep, that's a lot of eyes just eyes and noses to scoot past. <laughs> yeah, but it's a great place. Like like you said, you just start doing the bow thing for a year now. It's a great place. You go there, and you'll get on. Like that's it. Anyone who's new at hunting needs to get on stocks. And I'm not saying I'm completely seasoned. Like, I learn stuff every time. I feel like if you're not learning, you're kind of lying. I mean, even the greatest (laughs) hunters always learn from time to time, you know. for sure. Yeah. Um, But you go down there and you get on a bunch of stocks and it just makes it so much easier. You come back to California and you can just read. Because, you know, California, you're not getting on. I mean, if you're getting two, three stocks a year, I feel like you're doing pretty good, yeah. you know? Yeah, not um, getting high. Depending on the zone and everything, you know, I, I realize some zones hold more, more deer, but I'm talking about where I'm hunting, like, up higher up. If I'm if I'm getting three stocks a year, I'd be, I'd be tickled. Yeah. You know, like, good stocks. Oh, uh, yeah. If you go to Arizona, you get, you get all that experience, and it's just, I don't know, that's a blast. I love it. I love it down there. Yeah. And it's cheap hunt, like, like you said, I'm not. Maybe later on in life, but right now I'm. I'm just not. Which to each his own. If the guy can afford it and wants to do it, I'm just not really into spending five, six grand to go shoot a yeah. year. But I have nothing against anyone who does. It's just not. I. I'd rather go spend eight hundred bucks, spend a week in a tent by myself, or with you know my brother or my dad, you know, my other buddy or something. Yeah. and shoot a two-by-three that the guy that paid five, six grand wouldn't even look twice at that deer. But to me, I mean, it's the work that went in to get it, you know? Yeah, well, and you get more more opportunities to do those, too. And like you said, it's just more experience in the field, more stocks or whatever, and, you know, then waiting, for, waiting to draw some premium tag or something. Yeah, I mean, I have... I have... Uh, I'm building points in other states, but my thing is, too, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but let's say you don't go on those cheaper hunts or go get that experience, and you just sit at home, build points, build points, build points. You draw a premium tag, and then you, you could shoot a 200-inch mule deer. You go try to shoot that mule deer, and you haven't shot a deer in 10 years, yeah. six years <laughs> or something. Like Not happening. I, I mean, yeah, good luck, good luck, but I would take, you know, the experienced hunts. Like I mean, I've passed on deer. Don't get me wrong, but if it if it feels right, I'll I'll shoot a smaller deer. I have no problem doing that. But well, even if you don't but, shoot them, just being able to like get close yeah, done, or whatever. And yeah, I've done that plenty of times. I did that a couple times in Arizona. Actually, this last year that we were there, uh, which I don't care if people shoot small deer as long as it's legal. By all means, go for it. Yeah, but. Um, but you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta do all that kind of stuff and shoot, get a few animals under your belt before you could expect to go shoot something big like that. Cause experience I think is worth its weight in gold and just the experience of being up there and stuff. I'd rather go on way more hunts than one hunt a year where I know I'm going to get something. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I got an AO tag and um, a bear tag. 
And then I'm going to do Arizona at the end of the year. Uh-huh. And that's pretty much it for this year. Next year I got Alaska um, for Caribou. Oh, are you? Like nice. Couple. Yeah, I got to talk to, uh, I think you had Stephen Evans on. Oh, yeah. I, I want to say, I'll, I'll have to message him and see, but I want to say we're going around about the same area. But I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he? he's going this year in August, I believe? Yeah, or I he think going next year. I can't remember. I know he's got one coming up, but I don't. I don't remember exactly when he's going. I'll have to uh, message him and see. But I'm pretty sure cause he, from the locations he talks about where they're flying into and stuff. It sounded like we're going to the same area, so I'll be. I'll have to pick his brain after he goes. See, because that's another one. I got two or three buddies that are going with me on that one. They're okay. taking rifles, so I'm. I told them I'm just taking my bow, and I said, if I can't get it done, second to last day or something, I need to borrow one of your guys' rifles because I don't want to come home empty-handed. But yeah, <laughs> I I really just want to take my bow and try to get a caribou. I think it'd be really, really cool. I think I got a caribou tag and a wolf tag for that one. Oh, really? Even nice. Wolf, yeah, even the wolf would be, I know it'd be super, it's so, so hard, but that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. one with the bow. Hell yeah. Have you, have you been up there before? I went to Alaska this last year, but just fishing. I, I've never hunted up there. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a last last minute trip come up um, with some like business partners and some other people um, through the ranch that we had a spot open up. So I went up this last August, I believe, and went fishing. It's freaking beautiful up there. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Yeah, it feels like you're like in a completely different world. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, I like, love it though. Like the the depth perception is weird, huh? Like the mountains are like they're so huge; they look like they're right in front of you, but they're just miles and miles of land, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, you've been up there. A uh, yeah, times, uh, I didn't. I didn't hunt up there or anything, but I worked up there for like six weeks. Oh wow! Really? That's cool. Yeah, I used to work. I did electrical work for in the cell tower industry for a little bit, so I, we went up there and, on mountaintops and stuff and worked on cell towers. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we like, cool. yeah, so we got to see a lot of like remote areas, and we got to drive like, I don't know, we went all all around the Kenai Peninsula, like from Anchorage over to like, what is it called, Fairbanks and stuff like that. That that drive is so long; it's like. If you break oh, down, yeah, yeah. If you break down, you're pretty much screwed. <laughs> yeah, but there's oh, like, I can imagine. Yeah, there's caribou and moose everywhere. It's pretty cool. Yeah, see, I didn't get to explore that much on land because I was on the boat mostly all every day. So I only have seen Sitka, Alaska. That's the only place I've been. Just a small town there. Okay. And uh, then we were out on the boat majority of the times. Like a couple of days, I walked down to the the shore and stuff. But I didn't. We drove around just a little city there, but. Yeah. I didn't get to really explore that much. So we went up, you know, channels and stuff to fish. And actually, I have the my boat captain that um, was there. We stayed in touch, and we texted from time to time. And he, I need to just take him up on it. He keeps offering, like, come up. He has a boat that he, not the one that we were on, but a, a bigger boat that he takes up the channels with, like, a little skip, and they bear hunt and stick a blacktail hunt and stuff. And he's like, come up. Honestly, you can come up and just hunt and fire tags and play paper airfare. And we stay on the boat for like a week and hunt black tails. I guarantee you'll get one. I'm just like, man, I really need to just in the next like year or two just like plan that and go do it, you know? Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, it's the cheapest way I would 
be able to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's just super pretty up there. I love it up there. Yeah, it's cool. There's like, it's crazy how many bald eagles there are, huh? Yeah, we actually, when we caught fish, we, we'd come in and the boat captain, you know, we'd gut them and everything and he'd throw them out there and we'd pull in this one bay, throw them out there and the bald eagles would be all perched up on the trees and they'd fly into the bay and they're basically just feeding bald eagles. Got a bunch of video and stuff in it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Hell yeah. So is that area? Are you? What's that? Oh, what's that? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was scrolling through your IG. I was noticing <laughs> you guys are always like shooting. It looks like you guys are always shooting your bows like in some kind of a, like, I don't know what it is, a barn or something? Like out of, out oh, of a barn no, door? Uh, no, that's our uh, our shop. We're shooting like, I have an alleyway in between. Like, it's all covered because you got solar panels on the top of it. Oh, yeah. So that's our shop, our shop for the ranch. And then uh, there's, like, a little Quantum Hunt with our fuel station and everything on one side. And then the roof covering, like, goes all the way over. But it's, like, it's tall enough to so pull our stuff to double the walnuts for the fuel up trucks and stuff. Oh, that's cool. So we, we normally go shoot there just because, like, obviously they lighter out later now. So we go to the ranch and shoot. But um, we'll go there when it gets dark at, like, 5 because we, we're not... Like, with farming, like, this morning I left at 4, then I got home around 5 or so. Um, but I normally, when it gets dark early, is um, I leave when it's dark and I get home when it's dark. So we'll go to the shop and turn on all the lights and shoot so you can shoot at night. Yeah. That's cool. It's cool that you yeah, guys... Yeah, we actually... Looks like you have a good opportunity to get some reps in. Yeah. I mean, this year I haven't... Years past, this year I'll shoot a couple times a week, or at least once a week for sure. But yeah. um, here in the next like week or two, I'll be shooting every day. Yeah. But um, this this year, I actually kind of I hate to admit it, I've been slacking compared to. I mean, I, when I do shoot, I shoot. I'm shooting good, but years past, I was shooting every single day, like all year long, pretty much. I'd go two three days a week, maybe where I wouldn't shoot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm about but this year, it, it's like hit, it's hit or miss. Like I'll get one week where I only shoot once, and then I'll get a week where I shoot almost every night in the backyard. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is, isn't much, but um, I can only shoot up thirty in my backyard if I really stretch it. But I normally stick around twenty around the backyard. But if I go down the side, I can shoot a little bit farther. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's. But yeah, it's just. It's more just getting reps in for me. The distance isn't really an issue. I've been shooting long enough. It's just getting your form and your reps in just helps. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, it definitely helps yeah, to yeah. go out and shoot shoot distance, which we do when we go to the ranch. But yeah, yeah. something's better than nothing. No, yeah, that's what I was about to say, too. Like like you said, I mean, distance is important, obviously, to make sure your pins are on and stuff like that. But, you know, and obviously, like, the longer you go, the more the more your mistakes are magnified or whatever. But like, like you said, I think just, just getting the reps down, like for me, I mean, I'm still new at it, but it's like, I, I feel like, or my idea or thought process is like, you know, the more reps you take, just pulling the arrow off and putting, putting it on the string and like going through the motions of taking a shot. I think all, mm-hmm. of, all of that is probably most important. Cause you know, you, you walk up on you or you like, you know, you're surprised by a deer like right in front of you and you have to knock an arrow <laughs> and it's not like oh, yeah. second nature. Then you're not going to, 
you're probably just going to fumble around and yeah yeah it. just wait till you i mean even i've caught it a couple so like when I, i'm shooting in the backyard my bow is nothing to pull back i think i'm only pulling 75 pounds or 76 pounds something like that but i could definitely tell what the last well the last year i shot last last year was at like 70 yards and he, he 70 71 yards is what i shot him at but he couldn't see me but you go to pull your bow back in a moment like that it, some reason that bow feels like it's 100 pounds yeah <laughs> you're trying to pull back you're trying to pull back super slow so he doesn't see anything and um it, it's different when it's in the moment you know what i mean yeah well i don't know what you mean but yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you will this season yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah yeah have you uh you you having decent luck scouting and stuff or uh i honestly i've only really started getting out what two weeks ago and i went and i mean i've been out a couple other times but not nothing nothing serious um yeah so i'm just just kind of getting back out there um but yeah i mean a lot a couple weeks ago i went i just went solo um it was pretty far i went like like i camped like five miles or almost six miles back and then i went up this other ridge that was like a few more miles um, mm-hmm. up above 9,000 feet. And I was, dude, by the time I went up there and then went back to camp, I was, I was freaking beat, dude. <laughs> I just don't, yeah. I, I don't do it enough. So like, I don't know. I mean, I probably, you know, the first day it was probably like 13 miles or something with a yeah, pretty heavy pack on. Yeah. That's like about the same that we did. And I mean, I, I work out almost at least five days a week you know and i run I, i'm i think i'm pretty healthy <laughs> but yeah you get up there and it's different so yeah i mean this last this last trip it's different once you make a couple trips and you get your legs underneath you because like this and that's why i love that's the reason why i love working out and stuff is because when i'm on a hunt i don't want to have to think about being tired because you're thinking about that instead of focusing on glassing or you know when you do see a deer i have i have like a really good from doing working out like I, if i my heart rate does get up it, it drops down the resting heart rate like super fast so that helps a lot too if you like are hiking and you see something you have to move quick and get in position take a shot it's kind of nice to not be sitting there puffing and puffing but oh yeah um but yeah i, I mean it takes a couple weekends but then there's still times that you, you got like i get back from arizona and i'll be like sore and i'm surprised because but Arizona, the last couple of years, I think we've tracked it, and we do like 50, 60 miles in a week, which isn't, if you break it down, that's 10 miles a day. That's not anything crazy. Yeah. But when you're when you're covering country, and the year, this last year we packed it and stayed, but the years past we were hiking in like five miles each day and then coming back out. But so those miles add up on top of what you're doing when you go on stocks and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, no, yeah, that's good that you, you're getting out and shoot. You're, I mean, even you uh, going out and doing the whole solo thing, too. A lot of guys won't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually. Yeah, I never really, I mean, I've backpacked with buddies and stuff before, but I think that's actually the first time I've actually, like, backpacked solo. I mean, I've camped solo next to my truck in in tents and stuff, but (laughs) I don't think I've ever. Yeah. But it was, I don't know, it was the same, same as camping next to your truck, except for, 
it's a long way out if anything happens, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's what most people, it freaks some people out, but it's just the more that, because we took, like this weekend, we took my buddy's girlfriend, who had never done that before, and, uh, well, she, like, she did good. Nice. And, uh, but she was, you know, she was worried about stuff that I'm just not worried about, because, you know, we saw bear, we saw bear, we ran into a bunch of bears. Stuff yeah. like that. We actually were in camp. We found bear sign right in her camp. And she wasn't like worried to the point where she was freaking out or anything by any means. But she was like, You think they'll come around? I was like, Honestly, that's the last thing you got to worry. I mean, you got to be conscious of it. Yeah. But the, the fact that a bear coming into camp and just like targeting us isn't going to happen. No. But, but if you're out walking around, I mean, I've had situations where I've got caught basically in the middle of like 30 yards away from a mom and cubs and was kind of like, the Cubs came across first. I spotted them, and I was kind of standing uphill, but in the middle of them in a way, but off to the side, you know, a little ways. Yeah. And I just, like, was like, oh, shit, this isn't a good situation. But you can kind of read them, and they literally looked at me and just, like, kept going on about their business. And then once they kind of figured out what I was, they just took off running a little bit. But yeah, little stuff like that that when you're not out in the woods that much, you, you like, worry about. Or another good thing which i've gotten better about over the years is like your pack will start to get lighter the more time you spend up there and that you pack in because you'll start to realize like i don't need this yeah. i don't need an extra <laughs> this I don't, like i was a guy a couple years ago that would have two headlamps because i'm like oh well, what if one fails man i still do you that I, <laughs> yeah i mean and i'm not, not i just have gotten to the point where i'm just like no i know this one's good and worst case if it doesn't work I have a cell phone that has battery. Yeah. You know, I got either got a solar charger or something to charge that. Like, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I know. I was thinking about that on this last trip because there's all kinds of stuff in my pack I didn't use and I probably won't use very much. And, like, yeah. that was one of them. And I was thinking, like, I have this charger to charge my cell phone. It, like, charges it, like, three times. It's not a, it's not a solar one, but it's just a – I don't know what they call them. But it has, uh-huh. it has a light it has a light on it too, like a flashlight. So I'm like, dude, I don't need two headlamps and this freaking charger with a flashlight on it on top of that, you know, like, so I'm kind of glad you mentioned that. That kind of reminds me, I should probably just toss that other headlamp out of my bag before I forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, it all adds That's up, like, dude. It's... Yeah. Cause I used to carry, I'd have two lighters in case one lighter didn't work. And then I started thinking, and then I still carry a lighter now cause I got to, to start my stove, I have a I, I, I have a jet boil and then I have a, a stove now, which is a, like a pot or like a titanium cup, which just makes it lighter. I mean, I think you burn a little bit more fuel not running the jet boil compared to that, but if I was going for six or seven days, I'd probably just carry the weight of the jet boil because you could serve a little bit more fuel, I yeah. think, but I could, I could be wrong. But for ease and for lightness and everything, I like having coffee up in the morning just to be able to pull the the cup off the stove and go walk over to the glassing point and stuff. Yeah. But there's there's just a lot of things I've liked stuff. Even like, I used to be real bad with food. Now I'm almost, I got to wash, make sure I'm bringing enough calories for each day, depending on what kind of hike we're doing. But I remember when I got through X12 a couple years ago, I I think I was in there four or five days. We... Thing and we, I'm glad I packed in water beforehand during while I was scouting. I oh, took yeah. in like five, five or six gallons in the last like day or two. You want to have five or six gallons out there? 
last day or two, I was like, uh, do I want to eat uh, a meal tonight or do I want to drink water? And I was like, uh, I'll just not eat. I'm going to drink water because I'm dying <laughs> of thirst. Because the only option I had with that high a country that time of year was like some pooled water that cattle had been in. And I was just like, eh, yeah, trust, trust my filter, but I'm not ruining my hunt over it. So Yeah, no kidding. But food, I just was, I used to bring in way more than what I, and I'd come out and I'd have like another day or two worth of food. If I, you know, I'd always individually bag mine for each day so you don't overeat. Yeah. But um, I'd come out some days and pull all my bags together for the days I had. And just like, how did I not, like, I wasn't even hungry. I guess I just got busy stocking deer or, or glassing deer. And, I'm, you know, it's easy to sit there and eat when you're not seeing stuff. But yeah when you're seeing stuff you're just busy all day and you don't you don't think about it yeah that's my problem i i don't i always come back with food i like i, I just don't eat very much <laughs> it's like yeah I, I don't know it's like i get up and i just either want to get to the spot to glass or or what you know or hunt or whatever i'm doing but like i just i'm always on a mission it feels like and the only time i eat is like snacking a little bit during the day and then like after it gets dark at camp at night and that's pretty much it dude yeah it's just, yeah, I don't think it's good. For you, what you could, yeah, you'd be surprised what you could get by on, but yeah, you definitely gotta you can't just starve yourself out there because you're gonna start taking away from you mentally and everything else. You will start getting fatigued. You know what I mean? So you gotta eat. Yeah, like yeah. my dad. My dad's bad with that. Sometimes we'll be up there, and he, like he won't. He just won't eat. And he's he's older. He's in his sixties, but he uh, he's in hella good shape. Like he keeps up with us, no problem. Yeah. And we'll get back there, and he just won't be eating. I'm like, Dad, I don't care if you're not hungry. You have to eat because <laughs> you're already skin and bones. He's skinny, like, athletic, yeah. you know. And I'm like, you can't, can't do that. You got to eat. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah, that reminded me, too, like, um, just, talk, just thinking back about from two weeks ago when I was scouting or whatever, like, I did think about, like, on the way, like on the way up to that ridge I was talking about, that was like nine thousand feet or whatever. Like to get over there, there was no trail, so like I just like bushwhacked or whatever to get up there, and it was hella mm-hmm. steep. And I I kind of went a long way, uh-huh. um, but on the way back, it was so freaking windy over there, dude. It was like it was blowing my tripod around. I couldn't even glass. It was like it was it was pretty miserable. Uh-huh. Like you could barely breathe because it was so like the wind is just in your face, like. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't. Re- I, I hate that wind. Yeah, I couldn't get out of it, and so like, and it just kept getting worse. So, like, by the time I went back to camp, like, I just took a shortcut, <laughs> and it was like down this avalanche chute, dude. And I just like, and I, like, as I'm like sliding down this hill and like trying to get out of the wind, I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like in this hurry. I have nowhere to be, dude. And I'm just like, why am I like risking my life, like? I'm, you know, like I was just thinking about safety and like the fact that nobody knows where I am. I'm not on a trail or anything. No one's going to find me. And so I was, I, was it, I don't know. It made me think of like, even though like I actually didn't see much for animals. I saw a sign and found a place to set my camera and stuff like that. But like to me, that mm-hmm. trip was still like a success because like it reminded me of like not to rush yourself and not to like you know, put yourself in dangerous situations and stuff. Like I, cause I just started like jamming down this avalanche chute. And before you knew it, I was like 
scaling these rock boulders and shit on the side of this chute because like you know like when you look down in the middle of it it got down at the bottom it got like real lush and green and i was like oh i can walk right through that dude and it was like by the time when i got down there it was like it was over my head it was super thick and tall and i i had to go around it and i ended up like mm-hmm. like i said like scaling all these boulders and like <laughs> i was like dude if i just roll my ankle once i break my ankle and i'm freaking yeah no yeah you gotta be careful i've done that a couple times yeah get, get in a rush yeah just kinda, i kind of reminded me of, yeah definitely yeah, yeah you gotta think about that because you're not you're not invincible, and you mess up back there. I remember I was younger. I was probably, I think I was still in high school, and we shot a bear a ways back, and I was with my dad and his buddy, and we were packing it out, and um, I probably had a 50-, 60-pound pack of me. Uh, our buddy was carrying the cape, so that alone, he, his pack was full. And me and my dad basically split a bear, broke it down. He took half, I took half, and the guy might have had or a hunting buddy, AJ, might have had a quarter and the hide. And uh, we were hiking out, and I started to slip, and we were coming up this steep, steep, like, steep ledge, basically pulling rocks, rocks, climb up this thing. And uh, I started to fall back, and I didn't have the pack I have now, so my pack started to slide off me. And I'm reaching over trying to grab it, about falling off the cliff, and my dad and Adrian, just let it go, let it go, it's not worth it. And I was like, no, I don't want to lose it. And I'm, it had fallen off like one of the pieces of meat in a game bag. And I'm trying to reach down to grab it. And then I, I ended up getting it. We got it back up. And my dad chewed my ass. said, if that ever happens again, you let it go. We can, we can uh, go down and get the meat later or it could be replaced, but you can't. And I'm just like, I didn't even think about it. All I was thinking about is I'm not letting this meat, yeah. you know, <laughs> fall off the side of this mountain. Yeah. You oh, know. That's funny. Yep, I know. It's got to be... I've been pretty... In the mountains outside of that, I've been pretty lucky. I One other time I shot a deer. I actually had a bear come in before I found my deer. Oh, I found the blood trail, found where it, it had basically died. And oh, that was the same trip we were packing this stuff out. And uh, I shot a deer, found where it died, and a bear... We had shot a bear right after it. I shot my deer and we were letting it, just, you know, giving it a few minutes. And it was like right at lunchtime. We were eating lunch. We said, oh, we'll eat lunch and we'll go down and start, you know, find it and cut up a deer. And this was with a rifle. Um, I think I was probably a senior in high school, maybe. Yeah. And uh, we went down to look for it. First, we were eating lunch. And then uh, as we were eating lunch, I was like, oh, shoot, there's more deer coming. And I looked at the trees. I see stuff moving through. And it was a big set of brown uh, or a big cinnamon black bear. Okay. And uh, my dad's buddy shot it. And then when we went down, we, he shot it and dropped it. So we went down to that first floor going to my deer. Well, there was another bear with it. And we, we chased it off when we got down there. Yeah. And then we went, to go, we went to go get my deer. And I don't know if it was the same bear because we got down to the bear, started cutting on it. And then, like, I mean, it, this was all within an hour and a half. So it's not like my deer was over there spoiling or anything. Yeah. And uh, we were just about ready. I told my dad, I was like, I'm going to go find my blood trail and uh, I'm going to go get my deer and start cutting on it. And he's like, I don't know. There's another bear around in the area. Maybe you should just wait for us to get done real quick, keeping this thing out. I was like, all right. So we waited. 
got close to done. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to go. I was getting impatient. Like, I want to go find my deer, you know? Yeah. And uh, I started walking over, and I see where my deer had been drug off. And I start, I drop down in the river bottom, and uh, I hear a bear. And I'm like, no, no way. There's no way. And it's growling and stuff. So I start, I keep walking. I had a rifle, so I was smart about it. I'm walking around the corner, and there's a bear that is munching on my, my deer. <laughs> and my dad dropped down in the river bottom with me. And I'm just like, let it go, let it go. And I was like, we didn't have another bear tag. You know, so legally I couldn't shoot this bear. Yeah. And I was like, it's freaking munching on my deer. And we ended up, we did not recover the deer. Oh, really? Yeah, no, because it, it wouldn't leave it alone. It just stopped oh, there yeah. just protecting I don't know if they were just super hungry or what, but it was like, I kind of chased it off. I fired off around into the bank of the river just trying to get it off of it. Yeah. It'd run like 10, 12 feet and circle back and drop back down in the river bottom. My dad's just like, it's not worth it. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, I was still young and new into hunting, so, like, I felt bad, you know? Yep. Damn. Well, I mean, at least it went to, some. somebody got to eat it. <laughs> yeah. No, that sucks, yeah. dude, but. Yeah. So have you have you shot any? Have you shot a buck? I think you shot. Didn't you post today? You posted uh, an antelope, or? Uh, yeah, that was my that was my wife's uncle. Um, oh okay. Yeah, that was like an antelope trip we went on with with him a couple. Was it last year? I think it was two years ago. I went up there with him to Oregon, like Eastern Oregon. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, so, like, my background has, like, been waterfowl hunting for, uh, shit, I don't know, like, 13 years or something. Okay. It wasn't until, like, my early 20s I started hunting, but, uh, yeah. and then, uh, like, this will be my fifth year, uh, deer hunting, so, and I've only shot, I've only shot in one buck, dude, so, <laughs> It's well, been, that's, I've had that's a, better than some guys I know. If you shot one in five years, you know, five years you've been hunting. Yeah, well, this will be my fifth, so I've, I've only hunted for four. I, I mean, I shot that like my second season, so I've had two, two years of a dry, dry spell, but yeah, it's all good. I, it all it took was that one to get me addicted. So <laughs> yeah, no, I know the feeling. Yeah, just quickly shoot one with a bow. Yeah, and you'll no. see what I you'll see what I struggle with now. It's like oh, I just really, I want to do everything with a bow, dude. I, it's so it, it's so much more, but yeah, I, I mean imagine. I would be just as tickled to shoot one with a rifle too. I think it's just I'm a little biased because I know I can't hunt rifle season, so I put all my effort into hunting archery. You know. Well, like the cool thing about the one I got was like it was with a rifle, but dude, I was within twenty yards of it for like five minutes straight. And we just stared at each other for like five minutes, dude. It was it was like, so it was like I got that close encounter and like it was pretty it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. But um, yeah, and then I like I said I've been on the antelope hunt with my wife's uncle and elk hunt with him and uh, it's pretty much it that's for cool. for big game. But yeah, I just have you're you're pretty deep into the waterfall thing. Yeah, yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, I still, still love it. Um, yeah, I had a retriever that I trained and like, she was like my hunting buddy for like, 
I don't know, her whole life. And then she passed away like a year and a half ago. She's been kind of going going downhill the last couple of years. So I like, I slow, I don't know. It was like, I've been more into trying to deer hunt the last couple of years just because um, her health was deteriorating and stuff. So that was kind of a bummer. It like made me not really want to go duck hunting as much, yeah. but. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. I've never had, I've never had a dog to hunt with, but I, I mean, I'm pretty into waterfowl this year. I didn't hunt last, last year as much. Yeah. I'm so busy with work. So I, I, uh, I had my brother take my boss's dad. who's he's older. He loves to duck hunt. So I'd take him, um, you know, basically all, every weekend during hunting during duck season, and sometimes on like Wednesdays we'd go because uh, we have partnerships and stuff, so we have access to uh, corn, flooded corn out in the Delta. So oh, okay. We do pretty good. And then last, no, not this last season, the season before, I bought into a duck club with my boss and a bunch of other guys up in Woodland. Oh, right so we on. Hunt out a lot. That was all like rice, but my boss has a dog. And people we go with have dogs, but when it was just me and my boss and dad, I, I, I'm the dog, so yeah, <laughs> I get I get a good work, workout running out there getting birds and everything. But I, yeah, I love duck hunting too. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. I mean, I've just, just been super lucky. Like, I probably I I don't know how other people are, but I just know that I've been lucky as far as the access I've had to hunting ground because of you know farming and everything else. Yeah, with friends of friends or properties that we farm, we get to hunt and stuff. So I haven't by any means had to have the the hardships of like trying to hunt, you know, the open water delta or the channels or anything like that. Yeah, I've been I've been lucky to hunt some pretty good like limits almost every time when we go out. So I've been I'm super privileged in that aspect. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, not that many people get to hunt like flooded corn and stuff and. You know, without yeah. without having access to property and stuff, so that's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I typically just hunt, like, buddies' clubs or hunt the refuges. I mean, I know people talk crap about the refuges, but <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I, I don't care. The, the fact is, is there's a ton of birds there, so if you can deal with all the BS that happens out there and just stick to yourself, then it's, then yeah. it's good. Maybe we'll, we should try to link up this winter. I'm free more during the winter. Yeah, I dude. can travel, too, if I come up your way or something. Yeah, I'm down. Um, yeah. For sure. I'd be down for that. Or yeah, even, yeah. like I said, after uh, after walnut season, maybe a bear hunt or something, we could try to plan. It's just like normally, like, after I'm, I can't do anything in between September and November. Like, I work seven days a week. Yeah. At least, like, 12, 14-hour days at least at least, you know, so it's, I, I just don't make any plans at all during that time. But after that, I just, like, kind of all the pressure's off so I can have more time to go do stuff. So I can make trips and stuff after that. Or if I'm going up, um, we could always link up and do something. I really want to try to – it's kind of like one of my goals this year, and especially after seeing as many as we did, but I really want to get a bear with my bow. Yeah, I and do if too. Not with, if not with my bow, then after November I'm – I need to go plug one with the rifle. I'm just seeing way too many of them. Hell yeah. Well, hey, if I still have my, even if I filled my bear tag by the time November's up and your schedule's free, I'll I'll go with you and just help you, help you look yeah, for one down. and pack one out when you shoot one or whatever. I'm down. Yeah, I'd be down. 
Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you put one down before then. Yeah, hopefully. I won't eat. <laughs> I hope so, too. Have but... you ever... Oh, yeah, sorry. You already told me this, but I was going to say, have you ever... Well, I guess you could have had it, but have you ever had a Yeah, I've tried it. I haven't, like, had... I've only had, like, a, a few bites or whatever. Well, no, I've had, I've had it a few times. My uncle... My wife's uncle shot one a couple of years ago and gave us some meat and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's actually... It's one of my favorite, like for sausages and stuff. It's one of my favorite, but it also just like with beer, though it depends um, where you feed it, how you take care of it, and everything. Because yeah. I've had like my beer I got last year, and then uh, another one I got up in next fall uh, with my bow was pro- like it was the best beer I've ever like had. Yeah. And <laughs> the one I shot last year, I sh- like I said, I shot it like seventy yards. I waited like. 20 minutes because I knew I hit it good and it, it didn't go 20 yards it was like right at the bottom of the heart is where I hit it and um, that year was probably the best like you I I could have fed it to someone and they wouldn't even have known that it was game animal yeah or, that's you know that's how mine was like the one I got a couple years ago was like man it, it I mean it literally to me tasted like filet yeah. Or, or better. I mean, it was just freaking insane. Yeah, it's all how you, like, process it and everything, too. Yeah. And, like, the time of year and everything, too. Because I just shot a pig in February this year. And uh, that pig was, like, the best pig I've ever had. Like, it was better than pig that I bought sort of, like, backstraps out of it. Yeah. I made a lot of soft sausage out of it. It was easy for me. I, like, I eat, try to eat pretty healthy. So, I, like... Sausage works good for me. I can pack it out of it, throw an egg on top of the veggies, and take it go. So I made a lot of sausage out of it, and that was by far, even everyone I gave it to loved it. But backstraps and stuff I had out of it, just threw a little bit of seasoning on them, smoked them in the Traeger, and sliced it up, and oh, it was so good. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I've had other pigs you can kind of tell, but I think it was the time of year. It was still cold, still raining, and stuff like that. They still had a lot of fat on them. Yeah. And uh, I think once you get into, like, April, you're March, into March, April, you're kind of pushing it. But that, that's just my own opinion. I, I'm not an expert by any people, but it's just from what I've experienced, I'll get that shot later on. And yeah. then you're just, you just get a little bit different taste to them. Yeah. Yeah, I still haven't, I still haven't pig hunted. I don't know why. I don't, I just haven't. I don't know, dude. I have like this thing for the mountains, so I like I just haven't been able to get myself to go to Rattlesnakeville in A zone and shoot pigs. <laughs> yeah, that's another plus for going in the you know in the January, February, early March for pigs is everything's green and wet and you don't got to deal with snakes. And yeah. Because you know, I went with uh, you know Joey. He has uh, California. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he. Uh, me and him went in a spot that he took me to for pigs, and that was fun. I'd never been there. That was cool. He, he reached out to me on Instagram. And we we linked up. He's a good dude. So that was a lot of fun doing all that. That's a good country over there. It's something different for me because I'm not used to. Well, I guess I kind of am. We have like Valley Springs and Rolling Hills up that way, but it's a little different. Yeah. And then uh, and then I actually had. The, where I shot my pig was private property through, uh, I took my boss's dad 
we have a connection over there in Livermore. Okay. So so I'm lucky I get to take him. He ended up harvesting a pig, and I got a pig too. But that that's I mean, I've been to that ranch probably five six times. That was the first time I shot a pig on it. So um, okay, it's not like a, a give me by any means, but nothing is when it comes to hunting. It seems like especially in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like bears should be a gimme because I feel like I see them all the time. But it's like every time I have a tag in my hand, it's not as easy as I feel like it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna do it this last year. It is super hard, but I only went one time after walnuts. I should went more, but I just got busy with house stuff. I was trying to get some remodeling stuff done and stuff like that. So I just got tied up with that and holiday stuff and then I never made it I only made that one trip back up but this year I'm for sure I'm getting there like it has to happen either I really want to with my bow but just it's difficult just spot and stalking them because they don't stop they're just always on the move yeah they're always moving huh yeah it's like it's kind of just like roll the dice I mean just play the most important thing play the wind and get in front of them or if you can pattern them at all, but they're not really patternable, not like deer. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of just ro- roamers, you know? Yep. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like they, they, they tolerate a little bit more than deer do, at least from my experiences, as far as, like, when you get in close... I mean, scent, scent you, yeah, you got to be smart about that, but it's far, you can get away with a little bit more than you can with deer, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. As far as movement and yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like like you said, they're they're moving so much. It seems like you have to, like, if you have an opportunity, you need to like jump on it pretty quickly before they start roaming off. <laughs> well, that's the other problem. That's what I was talking to my buddy this weekend. That was with me. Is like we found some good bears. And I was telling him, was like, if you're trying to do it with a bow, you almost have to have two people because at least in the country that we were in, because. Like, I'd have to stay up there and spot for him going in, or vice versa, because it's too hard. Unless, like, they're, they're covering some ground. They're covering ground faster than me and him could, just if we were not paying attention, walking across side hills, you know. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're trucking along, so you have to, like, get over someone in position and have someone, you know, guide you in. But to do it on if you're going so I mean, it, it, it can be done, and it's possible, but it would definitely help to to have someone there to spot you to get you in because you pick a point and you know where you're going I don't care if you do onyx maps or anything you know draw a line over to where you gotta drop into which is super helpful um, you get over to that spot and that thing's another ridge or two over and you can't see it but your buddy that's up on the glassing on can yeah. kind of helps yeah yeah I ran into that last last year during archery it was like you know, from a vantage point, I could see these a couple bears in this thick stuff, and like they look like they're in the wide open, kind of. But then I noticed that whenever I could see them, they were standing on their hind legs and like grabbing berries or whatever. So like, you know, I knew that if I got down on ground level to, to stalk in with a bow, like I'm not going to be able to see the bears anymore because they're going to be they're in that thick stuff. You know, but from yeah. from above, it looked like they were very visible, you know? So, like, with a rifle, I could have just shot them right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying with the rifle. 
Like, but, a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. Even that, that's difficult sometimes, too. Everything seems super easy with rifle, and then try to get to three, four hundred yards, spend all your sheet, you know, or five, six hundred yards, and then you can't, and it's eight, nine hundred yards, and you're, you can't get to a vantage point, or where when you try to get closer, you're down too low, and the hill, you know, you're killing out to where you can't see him anymore. Yeah. So it just seems like, seems like when you have a bow in your hand, it's like, oh, if I had a rifle, I could shoot that. And you got a rifle in your hand, and it's like, oh, well, it's still not a walk in the park. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. Yep, I know. Two, two yeah. Two years ago, yeah. I... I had a did a super nice like blonde like color phase bear that I was watching. Yeah. But, but just being new, being new at it, I you know, it's like every year you learn more, you know, like that trip I learned like you know, if you see it when you see a bear like you need to you need to like move quickly and get in and get take a shot like cuz like you said they move. So like I was watching this bear and I'm just sitting there like contemplating and it just decided to like, you know, veer over this, the edge, like on the left side of the mountain and someone else shot the bear. (laughs) Yeah. I think I I heard that in one of your podcasts, you're saying you're watching it set up over the the hill and then you heard a gunshot and it was the death zone. And I was like, dang, that sucks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I can't remember who I was telling that story to, but yeah, it was a bummer dude. Cause the bear was just super nice, like hella big and, just nice color to it. Yeah, yeah. I did. I made that mistake. Um, I think three or four years ago, I was actually coming out. I was by myself. I was I was in a pickup. I was driving on a logging road, and we. I was with my dad, my brother, and everyone for the weekend. And then, for some reason, I stayed till like Monday or Tuesday. So I was there for either day or two by myself. And we got a bad storm. I remember driving down one logging road, finding the biggest like lot or where they probably loaded logs to haul them out yeah. and park there because it was so windy and snowing that everywhere there there's just trees falling everywhere so i was like worried about you know tree falling and crushing my pickup or something while i'm sleeping in the back of it and uh, so i found a big open spot next morning i just decided to drive the logging road and stuff because it snowed no one was back there and i was kind of just trying to find another spot and then I was also confident on coming back home because I had stuff to do for work. Well, there's just one spot on one of the hills that we call the phone booth. You get cell service. So I got there. I'm driving out and I'm talking to my dad on the phone. And I was like, oh, shit, right there. I look down in this, I mean, probably 12, 1,400 yards down to the canyon. I see this decent black bear. And I'm like, ah, dang it. Like, it's, I, it started constantly. Like, do I want to shoot this thing? Because it, it was like, a steep, steep for me. I mean, I could have gotten it out myself, but it would have been three or four trips. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, man, it's so close to pick up. Yeah, I'm going to shoot it. I told my dad. And, uh, I was like, hold on, I see it there. I'll call you back. I think I'm going to shoot it. And, uh, I hung up the phone with him and I got down on this rock and I had to wait for him to come through another opening. Well, he came through the opening and I was looking through the glass and he was still with the gun I was shooting at the time. I was comfortable with three, four hundred yards, but he was about 500. I shot off the 600 with that gun, but I, like I said, I don't shoot rifles as much as I should. Yeah. And I was only comfortable three, four hundred with that thing, and uh, cause I, it, the sight didn't even have smoke at the Leopold. It doesn't have smoke about anything. 
dice always got a hold of uh, and uh, I was like, no, nah, it's not quite there. So I tried moving down, and then I moved down, and then I started back again. And I'm like, ah, it's kind of a smaller bear. And by the time I freaking decided, you know what, I'm shooting, I'm going to the bear. That thing warped me. It went dropped over two or three ridges, and I'm trying to, every time I get to spots where I have a chance to shoot him, he was clearing the next ridge. And I'm like, damn it, I chased that thing all over. And I was like, if I would have just shot, <laughs> and I had him in three or four hundred yards instead of questioning like, ah, do I want to pack this thing out myself? I should have done it, and I regretted it afterwards. So, like, yeah, <laughs> I should have dumped it and all this day did the work and just packed it out myself. It wasn't that, like I said, it's like maybe two thousand yards down bottom of the basin, but it was you know straight up hill. It would have been all I could do to get up it without sliding down the hill. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been worth it. Right. I know. I know. It's funny how you like. I don't know. For me, anyways, it's like I, like I'll see an animal and I'm like, okay, like, you start contemplating, like, okay, I'm by myself or whatever, whatever the circumstance is, and you're like, okay, is it, is it worth it? Is it worth, you know, like, yeah. d- putting in the work to get it out or whatever? And it's like, dude, I think it always is, dude. You just gotta like do it. Yeah, that's but, like what I, I tell my dad all the time, joking around, and said, never pass something on the first day that you'll take on the last day. Yeah. And that's what happened to me in Arizona this last year. And it might have been the second day, but I passed through turning up good bucks. And like I said, I'm no, by no means trophy hunter, but um, we were turning up good bucks. So I was, and it was like the second day. And I had this small fork, fork and horn, probably maybe 14 inches wide, 12 inches wide at the most. Small yeah. for what we were seeing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I was just like, nah, I let it slide. And literally by the last day, I was like, I should have shot that thing. At least I would have been coming home with some meat. Like, <laughs> it was a, it was my tag. He's like, there's an Arizona tag monster here. So like, yeah. I couldn't re- I couldn't use that tag later on in the year because we went before New Year's this year. So I was there, like, in between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And I think I left the day after Christmas and came back. I don't know. Shoot, I went before Christmas. Did I go after Christmas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did go after Christmas. I went a uh, week in between. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah, but at the end of the week, I was just like, I would have killed to have that deer now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> uh, no kidding. Oh, that's funny. But. So, what was your last year? Was it last year your your Carhartt and cowboy boots, Buck? Yeah, that was a. <laughs> I was going in to pull trail cameras. I was at work and I ran up um, towards up the hill from us, like in the foothills, where I had uh, a couple cameras hung. And because uh, we actually we hunted Lake Hogan Lake, so it was like, I mean, everyone knows that hunting because that's posted. I don't really care if people know about that. If you want to go put in the work, yeah, you can you can shoot a deer there, but it, it's not easy. So I was up in that area, and uh, I went to go pull my my cams. I was in my. I'm not gonna change out my work clothes. And like normally during that time of year, if I know I'm going up there, I'll leave my bow and my binos in the back seat. And I literally, you know, I think it's the last week in archery season, like September 7th or something. I was up there in my yeah, freaking cowboy boots and Carhartt pants and a red shirt, and I was gonna walk in. I was frustrated, like that's working. I only hunted 
one weekend. I think I took a Monday. I had like four days that archery season, and plus the times I've been out on Hogan Lake. Like after work, we'd run up there with my little boat I have, and and jet around the lake trying to see if we could uh, get my buddy a deer. Yeah. So I, went up, so I went up there to pull the camera, and I was like, you know what? I might as well throw my uh, or my bino thing on or my uh, bow on. So I started walking in to get pull the cameras, and I see a bunch of deer. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I see the big 4x4 four four I had on my camera. Like, he was a stud. I mean, the 3x3 three three that I shot was solid buck. But that 4x4 four four was probably, if I had to guess, at least 25, 26 inches wide. And it had, like, a little 3-inch dropper on one side. Like oh, man. Yeah, he was a stud. Nice. And then the 3x3, three three, I saw him. So I just started belly calling through this rear bottom that my camera was on the other side of it and I popped up and they like caught wind of me at the last second and um, all I had was I could see the 4 by 4s rack in his head and like maybe 6 inches down his neck you know below his ears yeah and then the rest the rest of his body was behind um, a, a bush and then that 3 by 3 was standing in the perfectly open broadside they're, they're both staring right at me, but not they're not, like, going to bolt. Like, they don't know what they see. I have good wind and everything, and I had cover between me and them. And they kind of just probably heard me more than anything. And I was like, shit, I want to shoot the 4x4, obviously. That's the buck I've been trying to get all season in that area. Yeah. And uh, then I was like, don't do this. <laughs> like, don't do this. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't look at a gift horse in the mouth, I guess is what you'd say. So I was like, screw it, I'm taking a three by three. I need, I want a buck. Yeah. And uh, I drew back, stayed there, shot, had them knock on it, and it was daylight, honestly, early morning. And uh, I saw that thing fly right in, and boom, hit him right. I touched low. I think I dialed for 70, and I ranged again, I was like 71. But... I, like, ideal shot, but it, at that distance, I probably should have aimed a little bit higher. But like yeah. I said, I thought I thought Stickham, he turned and ran, and I saw the arrow just zip right through him. And he turned and ran. I, I started, I second get, I knew I hit him, like, and I knew I hit him fairly well, but I was like, man, I don't know, it might have been just a touch low, it might have barely clipped liver or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, but it was right behind the shoulder, so I was like, you know what, I'll wait. And then I had freaking, like, Pretty tower guy called me, so it's like I gotta get back to work. So I waited. I was like, I'll wait 20 minutes. Worst case, he wasn't too stooped. Like if he is just a little bit crippled, I could probably sneak up there and get a second arrow in him. You know, so yeah. I took my time get getting across the river bottom. I waited 20 minutes, which felt like two hours, like always, and <laughs> got, got across the river, climbed up the other side of the bank, and I looked down, and I just it looked like someone dumped a five gallon bucket of blood, and I was just like. Okay, yeah, this is over. Yeah. I walked down the riverbank, looked around this one shrub, and he was laying there dead. Nice. Yeah, I was like, I was a little bit in shock. I was just like, oh my god, how did it end up then? I was just like, I gotta get back to work. I gotta take care of this deer now. And it wasn't close <laughs> enough to where I could just drag it to the pickup, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, so, funny. yeah, I just. It was fine. It worked out. I ended up calling my boss like, hey, I ran up there, pulled my cams, and I ended up getting the buck down. 
and he's like, he's all happy, of course, you know, he, he hunts, so he gets it. Yeah, that's and, cool. And, uh, I was just like, I'm sorry, but, like, I can't just let the thing sit here, you know, I got, it's gonna take me two hours to get back to work, probably. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it drives time and getting it out and everything. Yeah. And, so he's all cool about it, but. Yeah, that's cool that he's, that he understands, you know, like. Yeah, that's, like, the one thing I'm, it's okay, it's weird. He's like, cool, but taking off, but for hunting, you know, I yeah. can get it. Hell yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that yeah, that 3x3 three three was nice, dude. It looked like a nice buck to me. Oh, yeah, he's, he's solid. I, I actually haven't, he's mounted out here in the man cave. Yeah. On the barnwood wall. Oh, yeah, like you got that. Back. Yeah, you got that yeah, barnwood wall thing going on, huh? Yeah, I got one, the one back wall behind all my weights, and then, or I got a two-car garage, but it's all like finished off and textured and everything. So I did one wall with barnwood, and then um, tin from like a quarter of it down. Yeah, so I, I hung a bunch of them out here because it was just getting too many in the house. I have a pedestal in the, the living room and one up on the wall, but I try to keep it minimal in the living room. Yeah. Got some a couple in the office, and then uh, everything else is out here. Kind of cool. I don't know. It's weird. You come out here to work out. That kind of motivates you looking at the walls. You know. Yeah. Get you in the mood. Yeah. Days you don't want. Days you don't want to run on the treadmill and stuff. You're like, all right. Well, in a month or two, maybe I can run trying to find one of these guys. So I've been long. Might as well put in the work. Hell yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I kind of have the same sort of thing going on in my garage. I got like a barnwood wall, and I'm still working on finishing the area. I'm trying to finish the workbench right now. It's like a 15-foot workbench. I ordered a glue lamb beam, like a, uh-huh. like a you know, you know what that is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to lay that beam down for like a workbench top. Um, nice. And then... I'm just going to use that as, like, a area to... I want to start, like, getting more into, like, fletching and... Um, yeah, do, yeah. Doing stuff like that in there. And then, you know, working on working on bow stuff and, like, maybe do a little podcast studio thing in there or whatever. I don't know. Put some mounts on the wall. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of... I mean, mine's kind of halfway done. The game. I have my arrow saw in my garage on my workbench. But I love what... I, I saw the posts you've done and stuff as far as your built-ins I think I'm going to have to fix your brain and that's kind of like what I want to do out here against my my other wall not the barnwood one but I, I have just like a roll around workbench right now with my arrow saw and like a bike and stuff on top of it but oh, yeah. eventually I want to I want to do a, a built-in along that whole wall with my TV above it with my arrow saw and everything and like you know just like come out here I mean I clutch all my own arrows right now and stuff but I, I do it like you know the office or on like I got a big coffee table in the living room also then I watch YouTube videos and do that. But yeah. I eventually want to do like you did. I, I like that, how you got your garage set up. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's just, I mean, it's like a three-car tandem garage, so that's just like the single car, like, section in the back or whatever. But um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I just get, I get anal with, like, the kids' toys and just stuff everywhere, so I, I just like things put away. So, like, building those cabinets and like putting all my i don't know just starting to get things like cuz this this house is only a year old so like i haven't uh-huh. i don't i haven't like dialed it in yet so i'm just trying to 
get it all dialed in and everything put yeah, away. I'm <laughs> the exact same way. My garage, like my garage, is like another room of the house. That's how I treat it. You know. Yeah. Me and my brother lives with me, and then my buddy that goes hunting with me lives with me too. Because like I said, I'm not married or anything yet. My girlfriend doesn't. She stays here a lot, but she doesn't live with me. Um, yeah. So it's just three of us. We've been here for four or five years, and I've been doing stuff around here to fix it up. But yeah, that's like much hours. I, I always try to leave room for my wife's car but <laughs> yeah know, it's always hard i got the quad and then like the, the kids are always leaving their bikes all over the freaking floor <laughs> so uh, <laughs> oh, i'm sure i'll be there one day yeah also, it's just like a daily thing like always trying to pick things up man yeah uh, i should probably relax yeah, i should probably just relax a little bit yeah, I'm the same way sometimes. I gotta catch myself. Either <laughs> Dave or my buddy Dave or Cody, will, my brother, will put me in my place from time to time. Like, okay, dude, going a little far. I'm just like, fuck, I know I am, but <laughs> sorry, right, you know, like, I just want, want to be clean and everything organized, you know? Yep. I get but it. But it's life, sometimes stuff happens. Hell yeah. Me. Yeah, I, li- I really like what you've been doing with the podcast, though. I, uh, with what? I like what you've been doing with the podcast. They've been good, good podcasts. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, it's it's still new, trying to improve it a little bit. You know, like today I just picked up a new microphone because, I don't, dude, it's like, I don't know. Like when I first started it, I got like, I got like, peop- you know, different recommendations from different people on what to get and then like, they didn't work together. Like my recorder didn't work with the microphone. And then, and then the recorder I got came with a microphone. So I just started using that, but it just didn't sound that good. And I don't know. It's like, yeah, that kind of stuff is frustrating. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I, I would rather spend money on hunting shit and not like spending money on microphones and you know, like, I, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So it's just, it's cutting into my, into my hunting budget. Yeah. But it's fun. I, I, I like it. It's, it's been fun. Like for me, it's just learn, you know, I get to learn from people like you or whoever I'm whatever talking to. And like everybody has different stories and experiences and just get to. Yeah. That's the best way to learn. I mean. Yeah. Just to hear from other people that are doing trying to do the same thing as you, you know? I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts because I'm driving a lot. And I've learned a lot from them. I mean, Andy's got a good podcast. There's a couple good ones. I like Brian Bonnie and Neil Shindell. And uh, there's a few good ones. You learn a lot. Yeah. You know, just listening to them and stuff. I like stuff like that better than starting to learn in other ways, you know? You can just hear other guys' opinions. There's always... There's always something I take away from each podcast, you know. It doesn't matter if the guy's never shot anything or if he shot 100 animals, you know. Everyone has their own point of view, his own aspect. You can learn something from everyone, you know. Yep. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I've yeah, I learned something. Learn something every day is the goal, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yours is pretty Cali based too. I mean, I'm sure eventually you're gonna gain more traction and stuff like that. You might get a little bit, or if you go to like total archery, that's just like so crazy about like I guess the hunting industry or yeah. the hunting community. I should say is probably a better word. Is that it? Just it's all just a bunch of like-minded people. I mean. There's drama in every circle of life, but I stay as far away from all that as I can. Yeah. But as far as the people that I've met along the way, no matter if they're super popular people or someone that you never knew, or everyone's just super. I've some of my, like really good friends or people that I know have come from just like total archies. You go to those, those kind of events, you run into people or see people. Sometimes I feel bad. There's people that like either follow me on Instagram and either I didn't see them follow me and I meet them like oh shoot, shoot like I didn't know you follow me and well people that I do follow and if you meet them in person it, you just, it doesn't connect and then you finally get to talk to them and it's like it's pretty cool you know yeah everyone's been nice so far I haven't had any bad encounters or you know you know what I mean yeah no same here like it Everything has been positive so far. I mean, I'm sure at some point there'll be something negative, but I'm just going to yeah. steer clear of that because I'm the same way as you. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't have time for yeah. that. I don't have time for that in my life. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. No. Yeah, but like, like all the people you've gotten to talk to. Like, Kyle, I haven't actually, you know, Kyle, you had on uh, yeah. the last podcast. Yeah, I think it was but two weeks ago. I, I've, ne- I've never personally met the guy in person, though. We just messaged through uh, Instagram and stuff. He's a super nice dude. Yeah. And I was that was super cool last year. I was so pumped for him. That's just like, that's, a, that's what I was trying to get at. It's, just like, it's crazy that you can feel a connection with people. I mean, obviously, sometimes social media is a little bit, gets a little bit out of hand. But I'm just the type of person. I post what I want to post. And if you don't, if you don't like it, that's, that's your opinion. That's totally fine. But I post stuff kind of for me and my experiences and the people that I'm doing, and you may not agree with it. There's there's I, there's plenty of people that I sometimes disagree on with what they post with, but yeah, it doesn't change how it doesn't change how I feel about them, you know. Yeah. But I was what I was getting at was like Kyle and that that was cool. I was super happy and pumped for him to get those deer. But it's just funny that I haven't even met this guy in person, but I was pump for someone seeing that he did good you know because he put in the work yeah and, and did and did it you know yeah I, yeah i get like yeah same here like i i don't know it's like super inspiring for me to like when i see like somebody like bust their ass and like get success from it and just i don't know to me it's like i'm like dude hell yeah i get so excited dude like the same with yeah same with like you or like whenever any like like steve uh like when I saw like Steve's year last year, I was like, "Holy shit, yeah. dude!" Like he shot like, I don't, I mean, I don't know, but it was all, it was, it was all just hard work and determination, and like, it just pays off, and it's it's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, and like for me, seeing stuff like that, like it motivates me. Yeah, and that's what it that's what it should do. I have that's when I have an issue with people is when someone sees someone do something good like that and. They either want to like shit on it or, or uh, how do you say like, oh well he only got this this that or 
Dylan was able to shoot that deer too. It's just like, dude, come on. If you're that type of person, I mean, I'm sure there's situations like that. Or there's people do shady stuff sometimes. But if you're crapping on someone just because they're doing good, then you don't have the right like mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing that that's the thing that like frustrates me about social media. If someone's being genuine and they're like doing something better for themselves, you should be happy for them and support them. Yeah. But, so the type of people that, like, see someone doing good and they want to, like, drag them down because maybe they're not accomplishing stuff or they feel inadequate because they're not putting in the work, like, that's on, I mean, that's on you. But when I see stuff, like, people, even if I'm having a shitty season and I'm not seeing stuff not turning up deer, and I go on Instagram or something and see guys posting, like, they're scouting and they're doing really good, I'm like, I got to get back out there. Yeah. I... I want that. I'm not sitting there like, screw that guy. He's turning up here. Or like, I would never like, you know. Yeah. This is negative for no reason. Yeah. Well, it's just like your, your, your deer last year, the the Carhartt one. It was like, it was like, you know, you just never know. It's like every every time you go out is like an opportunity, and you took advantage yeah, of it. Exactly. You put your harness on, and you took your bow with you, and like. And look how it turned out. It was like you're just out there and you made it happen. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I mean, I, I just my buddies like busting my balls or something. Like, oh, you didn't pack in a kid or anything. I'm like, you're telling me if you're going to check the cameras and you were a mile from the pickup and one of those bucks came out in front of you, you weren't going to shoot it? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, I think it's like. For me, like it's, it, it it just reminds me that like you know every time you go out is an opportunity. So like even if it's going out for an evening or like a couple hours or whatever it is, just realize yeah, that it could happen. Most definitely, that's like my thing. I just I cherish my time so much now because I don't get a bunch of it just because of work. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gri- gripping about work. I'm just you know like it's hard to go up. Saturday midday and come home Sunday midday or late afternoonish and try to get in enough scouting. That's why I feel like you said you've been out a couple of times, but I feel like I'm under the eight ball. Like, man, I don't have very many weekends left because it's like night trips for me. Yeah. And, it, it, and everyone else has jobs. I get it. I'm not comparing myself to anyone, but it's just me. I, I'd rather overdo than come up hunting season and be like, not know where I'm going for opening for like I can't decide in between a couple spots that I have picked out and stuff you know I'd rather be over prepared yeah and go into it confident because then to me my time off or the time I take away from work is super important so I would be more mad at the end of the trip like man I took three days off and I didn't do the work I needed to do before taking those days off to go hunt it's one thing if I go hunt and I found a good spot and I just can't, I miss a buck or I turn deer up and I just can't get on them. Like, that's okay. I'll be happy with that. But if I just do a piss poor job of preparing, then take the time off and then go up there and don't get something. And that's when I, I just can't live with that half yeah. half, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It gets harder when you have kids too. Like I, I can only imagine, dude, I, I'm not in that boat, so I applaud you for that. I mean, I know I'm going to be eventually, but, yeah. like, 
it's definitely tough. I think it's tough just when I bought my house and I'm like starting to do adulting stuff. I can only imagine having kids and, you know, wife and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's life is different. Like you said, like, you know, some people work weekends too. And it's like, that's even, that's hard too. Like it's, you know, everybody has to juggle something. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but like, yeah, for me, like you're saying, I I try to like, if I can like plan like weeks in advance, like, okay, this weekend I'm going to have a free weekend and you know, I'm going to go scouting or whatever. And like, yeah, like you said, like the weekends are what, like, we're running out of them yeah. already, I feel like. and Well, that's what I was saying. I, I plan out my, like, this weekend I have, so the next two Saturdays I'm going to take off work. Um, which, like, our, our guys are only working five hours a day on Saturdays now just to get overtime stuff and everything else. So it's not like I'm missing a full day worth of work. Yeah. That's why I, I get lucky. I cut out by noon because I'll shut my guys down by, they start at 5.30. I'll shut them down at 10.30, 11. Um, but... Like this weekend, I got family, which I'm not complaining. It's going to be super fun. But I got family, uh, my girlfriend's family's camping trip this weekend. Um, and then the following weekend, I got the Tahoe shoot on Saturday. But I'm already, my wheels are already spinning in my head. When I when I get done shooting Saturday, and that's the other nice thing about my, the way I got the pickup set up is I'm pretty mobile. So I'll go shoot Saturday at Tahoe. And my girlfriend's coming with me. My parents are going to meet me up there and my brother. And uh, shoot Tahoe. I get, even if I get down there at 6 or 7 in the evening, I'll blow down to my spot, pull my cams, either I'll hike in Saturday night, depending on what time I get done, and do that stuff and just sleep back there. And my girlfriend, she's like super game. I got super lucky with that because, yeah, I've been the last couple trips I've been very surprised that it's not a burden, not to put it, in a bad way, but you know what I mean? Sometimes it's, it's yeah. difficult. Even hunting buddies, it's difficult because maybe my pain threshold or what I'll push through is more than what they will, but she's, she's been awesome so far. So me and her will hike in either Saturday night or first thing Sunday morning at like 5, start hiking or 4, get in there, well, probably 4 to get in close enough for daybreak, pull cams and glass for a little bit and then come out, but... I just look at it. I'm going to be up in the mountains Saturday, anyways, for archery shoot. So I might as well make a scouting trip out of it too. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, yeah. You take know? advantage of that time up, or you know, while you're already up there. Yeah, I mean, even our our her family camping trip. I was going on Onyx and stuff, just looking to see what BLM land was around there. Like, oh, we're going to be up there for three days. You know, well, I'm going to go Friday after work to be up there all the rest of the weekend. I was like. We're just sitting around camp. I might take a little drive and go look at the new area at PLM and see what sign and stuff there is. I always try to, you know, if it works, obviously, it's also family time too. But if people want to take a cruise one one day, might just take a cruise and go look what's around while we're going camping. You know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, like, um, when I when I try to plan those scouting trips too, like. I try. I'm trying to get my daughter out more. My nine year old, and uh, you know, but like the you know that backpacking trip a couple of weeks ago, like or a week. I guess it was a week and a half ago. I don't know. Whatever it was, she like she wouldn't have been able to go that far. I mean, she she could have done it, but she would have been mis- she would have been miserable. So it's like, yeah. But I want to like my goal or what I, we've been talking about is like taking her with me and like. 
camping in a tent out in the wilderness because she's never really done that. Like, we've sort of spoiled it. Like, once we had more than one kid, we bought a trailer. And yeah. And so that's, like, the camping that we do as a family. So, like, I need to start getting her out and, like, camping in a tent and going, going in the backcountry a little bit. So it, Yeah, I think... As long as, I mean, I'm not a parent, obviously, but I can't tell you how to parent. But I think, honestly, as long as they have, like, good experiences, yeah, you know what I mean, then they'll take a liking to it. That I just related to, like, the first time I took my girlfriend backpacking. Like, my pack was, like, 65, 70 pounds. My pack's never that much because I took stuff. I took luxury items just because I didn't want her first experience. I, and it wasn't even stuff that I necessarily told her. But yeah. there was just some some add-on stuff that I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this because I'm fine without it. But I've also done this way more times. Well, obviously, it was her first trip, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just want to make sure that her first trip is a good good experience. At least I would feel comfortable if she is completely good and, like, somewhat kind of pampered, then and her not like it, her just going, ah, you know, that's cool if you go do it, but it's not really my thing. I would have totally understood. But I knew if I took her and, like, made her kind of rough it not saying that she can't she probably could she's hard-headed like i am and she's pretty she's pretty gritty but yeah um i didn't want to like make her rough it and then her just be like yeah screw this i'm never going again you know yeah. what i mean because yeah. i was kind of hoping she was gonna like it you yeah. know hell yeah but she did so i just think kids or new people you take out as long as they have a good experience yeah, then they they can make their mind up from there what they whether they like it or not. Yeah, no, for sure. I think the same thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I just I still have like a drive to want to succeed out there though too. So like, if I feel like I'm gonna go and it's you know it's like a, it's hard because it's like you want to take them and have those experiences with them, but then like at yeah. the same time it's like man it's kind of, it's kind of holding me back a little bit you know like. I don't know. Yeah. It's like a That's what... Yeah, with me and my girlfriend, I've had that talk. She was talking about, like, oh, would you be fine if I went money? And I was like, like, when you actually go... Because I haven't decided if I'm going solo yet or me and my buddy are going to go. Yeah. Probably, we'll probably end up going together. We normally hunt together. But she was like, if I don't have anything to do, would you mind if I go? I see her eyes laughing. And I was like, as far as what I've experienced so far... I'm to- as far as the camping side, I'm totally fine with that. It's just, I told her, I was like, I, it's, I'm a little different. Like, once we find deer and it's, like, go time, then, yeah. you know, I don't want to be short with you and upset, you know. <laughs> I don't want to call I'd be, like, any drive or take my mind off of what the objective is. Yeah. So, we'll see. I think I think she's going to go on a trip with me. As far as, like, the camping and being able to rough it and everything else, she's, She's like great at that. So yeah. she likes, she, she gets it. She knows. I told her, I was like, when it's go time, it's go time. Yeah. And you got to make a move. And it, it, I'm there to hunt. Like, there's an objective. It's not a vacation, really. I know. I mean, it's it like, is in some, some ways, but not any other. It's more of like a miserable grind until you get, <laughs> yeah. until you get something. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. And every time I go out and come back, and I'm just like beat tired, dude. And my and, I'm, and I get home and I'm just exhausted. And my wife is like, "Oh, you look like you had fun." And I'm just like, I just pass out on the couch. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, freaking worn same, out, same. man. Yep, same here. That's what I'm saying. I 
I'm well, I think I'm in fairly good shape, and I still come back and I'm more out. And I'm like, man, I couldn't imagine if I wasn't yeah in decent shape how how I'd be feeling right now. Yep. Yeah, I, I was surprised uh, that last scouting trip I went on. Like, I thought I was going to be. I mean, I was like, I felt like I was, I don't know, somewhat struggling the whole, not the whole time, but like, I was, I was beat tired, but like, I, I wasn't that sore actually. Like the next day or the day after that, I was fine. I thought I was going to be like cramping up and shit, but I was fine. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I don't ever really get sore. It's just more like tired, tired, like sleep deprivation tired, you know? Yeah. Yep, just a good long nap, a good long night's sleep. That next night is key. Yep. But. Definitely. Well, shit, man. I I think I'm pretty much, we're we're at two hours already. Yeah, that flew by. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think we hit it all, though. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to yeah, um, do it again, like, after, after the season and. I'm sure we'll have something to talk about. Yeah. Like I said, maybe we'll link up on something. But, yeah, I definitely see our season go. Maybe we'll have some more stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. Success, successful or not, I'm sure we will. So oh, yeah. We'll uh, hit each other up and have another little chat. Hell, yeah. Well, thanks thanks right. again for coming on. And uh sounds like I'll probably be interviewing your brother soon. And <laughs> actually, you brought uh, up. You know, you, you don't want to talk to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know uh, it was funny, dude. I was like, "Well, uh, he's got some. He's got some good story. Like he's got some good stuff. He did. He guided for two years there in Colorado, and then he shot a buck last year solo, packed in, and everything. So he's he? some good. Yeah, he'll have some good stories for you. Yeah, no, I just uh, yeah, I followed both of you guys for a while, and I, I was like, like you brought up like maybe doing doing like a a joint episode or whatever and i'm like i don't know i just feel like especially like with brothers i don't know sometimes like yeah yeah people want their own identity like you know like i feel like twin like sometimes with like with twins and stuff like they never get their own identity you know what i mean like like no i'm not yeah i'm not the will brothers i'm travis thank you yeah 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 no i i totally get it and like i said he has his own experiences i have mine and honestly we've done more because of our time schedules like even this year we have not scouted once together we were up in the mountains like he left one day when i was getting up there because our schedules are different and stuff but as far as like hunting together i mean we have no problem with our schedules aligned we would go hunt together it'd be totally fine we've hunted arizona um the year before last for a week together and packed in okay and stuff but but um like as far as California stuff, it just he uh, with his job he gets different days off than I get stuff, and like he hunts rifle season because he's got time off. And normally by then, if it starts raining, he works for. Uh, uh, well, I don't think he cares. Well, I don't think he cares if I tell you he works for, but he works for uh, Knife River. So oh, if yeah. it starts raining, they get their grant plant or their rock quarry gets shut down, so he gets more time off during that time of the year. Oh, okay. So, so he hits rifle season pretty hard, but yeah, he's got like, he's got a bunch of good content stuff, stuff to talk about, so. Yeah. I think it was probably, probably better. I thought about the combining thing, like you said, but 
it just I'd be talking one way, he'd be talking another, you know. Yeah, um, I don't know if like people would know whose voice was whose. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I know he was looking forward to coming on too, so it'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. But all right, dude. Well, I'll, uh, I guess I'll just stop the recording here. Yeah, Sounds thanks for good. coming on, man. All right, thank you. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at mountain.vision or my personal Instagram page at Blue Collar Harvester. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.